The new student center brings a new addition to Columbia. And then a look into Columbia College's compost system. Where does the compost go? Go Earth what Columbia looks like! This is what Columbia looks like! Published since 1973. I'll give my life for this cause, and I will die for this cause. This is Chronicle Headlines. The new student center has officially opened. The brand new Columbia building has many new features that have been catching the eyes of students as they venture through the floors. A fitness center, cafe, various lounging spaces and more are now packed with students. One particular new addition to the college via the student center is the reflection space. This room is located on the fourth floor of the new building and has caught the eyes of many that have walked by. The space may be used in a variety of ways. The entrance of the room holds a foot washing station, storage shelves, and a large mirror. These can be used for students who wish to make abulation for prayer, such as Muslim students. Going further into the room, you will find rows of chairs facing the wall. Here, students have the opportunity to reflect, pray, meditate, and regroup. Many people of the college are not aware of the new space available to them, and if they were, many were confused as to what it was for. To help us better understand, we have here with us Andrew Dutill, director of the new student center. Thank you for coming in, Andrew. We really appreciate it. No problem. So can we start by asking, when did the idea for the new reflection space come about? Um, I can't really tell you exactly when, because it was before I started on the project. So um, a lot of the programming for the building was really set through um, student sessions with early, or early student sessions with um, the engineers and the... Um, architects, <laughs> sorry, I couldn't think of the word. Um, so with the architects, when, when they planned out what should be in the building, the different um, types of activities and needs that the campus had. Um, and so I think the idea of some sort of space for prayer and meditation came about uh, really through students, through students expressing that that was a need on campus. Mm -hmm. um, and so that that was uh, part of the early programming and planning for the, for the building. For those who aren't aware of what this new reflection space is, how can you summarize it? Um, well, our, uh, right on the wall, it says uh, kind of what the space is. So it's really a, uh, a, a quiet space meant for uh, reflection and prayer. It is um, totally irrespective of any sort of faith faith tradition. It's really just a, a quiet space uh, for um, whatever students see fit in, in the room. Why did the team decide to implement this new space? Um, again, I can't really speak to the the origins of of things because that was really before before my time. Um, but again, I think it just came down to students asking for the space, and right. so students uh, seeing a need um, that there was a lack of any sort of uh, space for prayer, for meditation, for reflection, and just generally a quiet space to go and, and clear your mind. Um, and it was uh, also you know that it's on the fourth floor of the student center, which is really um, based around wellness and around fitness and so it's just another space to sort of work on those mental wellness aspects that that students uh, need with such high stress of, of current college life yeah so would you say that there really isn't a specific target audience for this space 
No, not at all. I mean, it's open to anyone on campus, faculty, staff, students, uh, and it, there is no sort of rules or requirements for use of the space other than just uh, being respectful of other people and of other faiths and uh, keeping things like electronics quiet and, you know, if you are going to listen to music through headphones, just so that the space is accessible and, uh, and open for anyone who wants to use it. Mm-hmm. So in the space, because I, I'm vice president of the Muslim Student Association, sure. so I was I was very happy with this new addition mm-hmm. to the student center. I really like it. Um, can you walk me through the and like the entrance part of it? Because some students were confused as to why there is a wash station. Sure. I, as a Muslim student, understand, but mm-hmm. for those who don't, what like how would you describe that to them? So um, from what I know of the early planning of the building, um, that was a request that, that really came from our Muslim student population was to have a foot washing station. Mm-hmm. I know there's a, a proper term for that that I'm not aware of. Um, but so the it's really an anteroom into the space and it's meant to be dark and reflective and, and allow for um, a sort of a passageway between the entrance and the actual room where people will be praying, meditating, um, sitting quietly. So uh, that room was designed uh, it has a mirror and some storage and a place to put your shoes if you want to take your shoes off and then the foot washing station um, which from my limited knowledge of Muslim faith is part of the, the prayer um, process and ritual mm-hmm. um, and so that is available uh, for our Muslim students to use yeah so also being vice president of the Muslim Student Association um, alongside being very appreciative of the space appreciative of the space mm-hmm. I I wasn't informed the space along with the president. We weren't informed that the space was available. Like, is there going to be any type of advertisement per se for students to learn a little bit more about it or maybe see it? It is a little bit hidden. Mm-hmm. It's there on the fourth floor. We, we've seen it. It's a beautiful space. But how could students find out about it if they don't know about it? Sure. Um, well, that's just one of the aspects that we're sort of behind on in the building with so, so many delays and construction is, is just getting the word out about our different spaces and whether it's that space or the fitness center um, or our coffee shop or some of the other kind of new amenities that are on campus. Um, and so we're working with student communications to start getting some information out on the app and websites. Um, we're working on our social media accounts. Um, and so that's kind of all in the early stages right now. Um, part of what we had hoped is that students would discover it on their own and then we can sort of see how it's used and uh, we track numbers in the building and how many people are in spaces and at what times and that'll allow us to uh, form sort of policies and procedures and and things uh, based around how the space is being used Um, but we're certainly looking for help in terms of um, how we can better spread spread that word and and how students can be aware of everything in the building along with that space. Right and it's a great space to have. Um, I was in there a couple of weeks ago with the president of the Muslim Student Association and a group of students walked in and they were very confused as to what the space was. Um, One of them flat out said like, oh, this is disgusting. Why would they have this on campus? While two Muslim students were standing right there. So for those who aren't really aware of what this could potentially mean to like practicing religious students, Mm -hmm. How could we as students better project what this space is for? 
Um, you know, that's a that's a tough question because we don't want to be too restrictive on anybody. Um, obviously, some people just are sort of ignorant about other faiths and other people and, and probably aren't, um, you know, being appropriate in the space, mm-hmm. it sounds like, from what you just said. Um, but we do have some uh, basic information as you walk in the space and in the space um, about, you know, how it should be used and how to be respectful of other of other people. Um, but again, those are sort of uh, things that we're working on and, and that we will be reaching out through student organizations and uh, people like yourself uh, to, to help us. How do we better define um what's expected in a, in a place like that and in a space like that um, and how we sort of educate people on, on proper etiquette in those spaces. Um, these are these are types of spaces that are becoming more and more prevalent in student centers and student unions. Um, a lot of the my counterparts are implementing these types of spaces in their campuses. Um, and I think everybody struggles a little bit at first with just getting the, the campus used to having spaces like this. Um, and so it's, it'll take some time, but, but we'll get there and we're certainly looking for um, any help that we can get. Mm-hmm. So one final question I have, you kind of touched on it, but what do you hope will come from this space? I hope it's a, a space that's inclusive and open to all people on our campus and to those who need um, a place to pray or want a place to meditate or pray, that this is a space on campus that's accessible to you and um, safe and, and inclusive, and uh, and then it just gets used, really, just like the rest of the building. We want to have spaces that are uh, that our students enjoy and that are meaningful and impactful in your, in your life here on campus. Some reaction from religious organizations on campus have been positive. Junior public relations major and president of Halal, Jacob Ashley, is very fond of the new space. In fact, he thinks it is a great addition to the school. Especially for the Muslim students, I've talked to a few people in MSA, and that was a big concern that we that that they had had originally before the student space came onto campus is that when they would ask for a place to pray that they were just sent to the meditation room, which is usually where students go to nap. And I think it's really great for options for Jewish students, Muslim students, Christian students, everybody to be able to actually have a place to go and pray and like actually have a dedicated reflection space on campus that isn't just a glorified napping room. The reflection space is now open to all students on the fourth floor of the brand new student center. That's all for this story, but do stay tuned for more. We now move over to a story that is months in the making. I have news editor Kendall Polidori in studio with me. And now, Kendall, usually when I bring people on for Chronicle Headlines, I'll read their stories, I'll find some of the best quotes from the interviews, and I'll put together a one, two-minute little audio story. So that way everyone has context about what's happening. With your story, that was just difficult to do. Now, again, this was months of reporting. It's got a lot of different angles and twists and turns, so... Can you tell us, just at least briefly, if possible, what is your story about? Yeah, of course. So um, back in March was kind of when I first 
came up with this idea of um, going forward with the story regarding composting or sustainability at the college um, just because I transferred to Columbia last semester um, and I attended uh, new student orientation and um, I saw that it was they made it a pretty big deal about you know composting and they had people stand by the composting bins and making sure everyone knew what to put in there, what not to put in there. Um, But after that day, I never really saw, not that I didn't see anything done with it, but um, I didn't see much activity with it. And I I always saw compost bins around campus, but um, never really saw people utilizing them um, or that they were full or never saw people, you know, distributing them somewhere else. So I got very curious um, Mm -hmm. and kind of just started Mm -hmm. off with wanting to figure out, you know, what is the college doing with composting? Um, And so with that, starting with my reporting, you know, I reached out to the college and trying to find if there were clubs here, um, which there weren't, um, and kind of just trying to get down to the person or people that were in charge of composting and knew who was taking the materials, distributing them, how much that cost the college, you know, all that information. Um, And the reason it took so long for reporting is because um, I, you know, hit a bunch of bumps in the road and was not able to find many people at the college who knew what was going on, had specific information about, you know, exactly what the college was doing. Um, And so I, it kind of turned into this story of figuring out like, all right, who at the college is in charge of it? Why don't people really know about it? Um, And kind of where the college and the administration here wants to go forward with composting and sustainability. So on that note, does the college compost? So unfortunately, even after months of reporting and talking to people, I never came to a conclusion on whether or not the college does. Um, people that I spoke to here, you know, say we do, um, which is great. They gave examples, showed me where um, those materials are picked up. Um, but, you know, I'm not 100% certain and could clarify that yes we are composting the college does have all of those composting bins everywhere and i do know in my (laughs) orientation they taught you how to compost so is it a matter of those bins are just nothing and no one does anything with them or the college just kind of puts them in you know out on the street or something like do we why is there no specific clear answer here um right so what i finally found out um originally i was told that all the compost materials were collected and they were brought to this one room on campus. Um, not sure where that was or, um, and I was told that, you know, one person came and picked it up. And so, you know, it was a very vague mm-hmm. and mysterious answer to me. So I- Did you ever find this person? Um, no. So eventually I spoke with um, Sarah McGing um, and she, eventually took me to where their compost bins are, which is um, in the alley behind um, the 600. And when you say compost bins, do you mean like the physical bins that are next to the garbage can or the the big trash cans where all that compost ends up? Um, the big trash cans where all the compost ends up. And then a quick question. Are yes. the plastic bags that the college uses compostable? Yes. I was told okay. that those are compo- compostable as well. Mm-hmm. So then you were taken to the bins and what happened then? Um, so... 
we were taken in the bins. Um, I was with um, one of our staff photographers, Ignacio, um, and he got photos of those. And then later on during the week, um, we kind of realized, because we were told that the materials are picked up on Fridays, once a week, always on Fridays. And so we felt it would be better to, you know, go check it out like on a Thursday evening. When it should um, be full. Right. And so when our photographer, Ignacio, went and looked in the bins, um, they were all empty. So when you say the bins were empty, is there a programming of composting at Columbia or what's that situation like? Right. So during my reporting, um, I found... I spoke to somebody that the college used to have a great relationship with, um, somebody from the Alliance for a Greener South Loop. Um, and when I spoke to the person from there, they said, you know, in 2014, the relationship that the college had with that um, organization um, kind of fell off. Um, and she gave me names of, you know, people that she worked with at the college. And so I started reaching out to those people that she gave me. And I found that around 2014 through 2016, um, all of those people she named um, either left the college um, or were no longer here. Mm -hmm. And so I had trouble at first getting a hold of them. Um, and I was able to reach a few. Um, and once I spoke with them, they said that back in 2014 through 2016, there were a lot of positions at the college that um, were terminated. And um, the college used to have a sustainability like group on campus. But when positions at the college were terminated or gotten rid of, um, those positions were basically terminated as well. And so the sustainability program um, turned into basically one person who is now still here running it, um, Christian Williams. Okay, so it was kind of tracking a bunch of people down who yeah. said, well, there's this guy who did that and this person over here and she did this, and then it eventually just kind of led to a lot of cloudiness yes. in the end. Yes, um, But there is plenty of reporting on this story in the print issue, but before we go, I guess we should probably give one or two quick composting tips because I bet you talked with someone at the college. So for people out there who are confused and probably still do want to compost at Columbia, what things are compostable what things aren't compostable what were some tips that the college gave you um yeah so a lot of things they said um they mentioned food products so um stuff like bananas um i believe coffee grounds um like mm -hmm. vegetables stuff like that um there are a lot of um utensils and things that are compostable but before doing that you have to make sure that a, it is a, a clean yes okay um but there is um it, it's linked to our um story online there is a flyer that gives tips um about which materials are best to compost and does the college have that hanging up generally above compost bins um so i've seen a few they're not above every single compost bin on mm -hmm. campus um but yes you can definitely find them at a few Okay, well, I, I feel like we could talk probably for hours about this story, but we really only have a half hour for this podcast. Uh, is there anything else we need to know about your story, or is the answer, of course, there is? Um, I would just say, 
if you're passionate about composting, recycling, um, sustainability in general, and you know you're not sure about what the college is doing, um, you know, ask people, question it, go to somebody, and you know, say that you want to implement these programs mm-hmm. and try to do something yourself. Yeah, for additional reporting on this story, you can go to the print edition in a newsstand nearest you. It is the front page, or you can go to ColumbiaChronicle.com. Kendall, thanks for coming in. Thank you. tuning in to this week's episode of Chronicle Headlines. You can check out all of these stories and more in our print edition available on campus on our website columbiachronicle.com and our additional coverage on social media. We are at CC Chronicle on Twitter, Instagram, and Snapchat. And The Chronicle on Facebook and YouTube. Chronicle Headlines is made possible with the collaboration of our staff of the Columbia Chronicle and WCRX-FM, Chicago's Underground, under the leadership of the Communications Department of Columbia College Chicago, Suzanne McBride, Chair. Chronicle Headlines is produced and hosted by Blaze Mesa and Yasmin Shika. So that's what Columbia looks like! This is what Columbia looks like! Published since 1973. I'll give my life for this cause! And I will die for this cause. This is Chronicle Headlines.